ओम ज्ञान तिरंधस्यानंजन शलाकाय The worship of deities in the temple by a separatist with a motive for material enjoyment, fame, and opulence is devotion in the mode of passion. Purport: The word separatist must be understood carefully. The Sanskrit words in this connection are bhinnadrik and pritagbhavah. A separatist is one who sees his interest as separate from that of the supreme lord. Mixed devotees or devotees in the modes of passion and ignorance think that the interest of the supreme lord is supplying the orders of the devotee. The interest of such devotees is to draw from the lord as much as possible for their sense gratification. This is the separatist mentality. Actually, pure devotion is explained in the previous chapter. The mind of the supreme lord and the mind of the devotee should be dovetailed. A devotee should not wish anything but to execute the desire of the supreme. That is oneness. When the devotee has an interest or will different from the interest of the supreme lord, his mentality is that of a separatist. When the so-called devotee desires material enjoyment without reference to the interest of the supreme lord, or he wants to become famous or opulent by utilizing the mercy or grace of the supreme lord, he is in the mode of passion. Mayavadis however interpret this word separatist in a different way. They say that while worshiping the Lord one should think himself one with the supreme lord. This is another adulterated form of devotion within the modes of material nature. <coughs> the conception that the living entity is one with the supreme is in the mode of ignorance. Oneness is actually based on oneness of interest. A pure devotee has no interest but to act on behalf of the supreme lord. When one has even a tinge of personal interest, his devotion is mixed with the three modes of material nature. Shila Prabhupada writes here that the devotee who puts his own self-interest first is not really a devotee, but bhakta prayam. The word is used in Chaitanya Charitamrita. For There are different words for kanishta adhikari. Kanishta adhikari is the most commonly used one. Means one who is in the primary stage of devotion. One word used is prakrita bhakti, which means a devotee whose bhakti is mixed with it's on the mundane platform. Which again, it's not positive bhakti and bhotik prakriti, mundane. Or material nature, they don't go together. So, another term is bhakta pray, almost a devotee, something like a devotee. So he sees that it's for myself. I'm worshiping Krishna. It's for my self-interest. Just like someone told me that they, well, they tried worshiping Krishna, didn't work, and they went to Sai Baba, and it worked. So Sai Baba is better than Krishna. That is what you want. You want to go to hell? Sai Baba is the right place. You go there. Just uh, Satan can provide you material enjoyment. There are people who worship Satan in the Western world. It's quite a. It's a cult that's gone on for th- since this idea of Satan was invented. Uh, it's a. It's, The strange idea is there in Christianity. They also have in Islam the concept of 
shaitan. But it's a strange idea that there's a competitor to God, whose God is the embodiment of goodness and Satan is the embodiment of evil and he promises you material enjoyment. But actually the, the Christians there actually they're not much different from the Satanists because they worship God for material enjoyment and the Satanists worship Satan for material enjoyment. They both have the same aim. Srila Bhaktisthan Sasho commented that belief in Satan, a rival to God, it's actually it's a, it's a statement of disbelief in God because if you think God has a rival, there's someone he has to, you know, he's always he's sitting on his cloud worrying about Satan. <laughs> Such funny ideas they have. It just it's it's Christianity, the philosophy that they made up. It's not what Christ taught, but it's it seems to me it was made up by uh, not only someone who was very childish, but also unintelligent even for a child. It's it's so foolish. God died for our sins. So many funny ideas. God gave us dominion over the animals, so you should kill them all and eat them. Such funny ideas they have. So there's uh, this idea that, well, I have my self-interest and God has his self-interest also. So it's in his interest, he has to, if I worship him, he has to give something to me. So it's in my self-interest to worship God. And it's in his self-interest to fulfill my material desires. So he thinks that, that God, he's also calculating what I have to do to fulfill my sense gratification. And that's why Krishna Leela can't be understood by people who have separate interest. Because they'll... Separate interest means we're always calculating how I at every moment, calculating how I can increase my sense gratification. How can I remove the obstacles to that? Every, every living being in this material world is constantly calculating how what I have to do to increase my what they mistakenly perceive as their self-interest and how to minimize the obstacles to that. That's one definition of maya, calculation. Always calculating. So we think that God's doing the same thing. That he's, he has to keep his position strong by giving things. And then because if, if he doesn't give things to people for their sense gratification, then they won't praise him. So he wants his sense gratification of people praising him. So he provides sense gratification. Very mundane outlook. Actually, theism, in the true sense of the term, begins with Srimad Bhagavatam. <laughs> Even Bhagavad Gita, it's all based on Arjuna, what's best, he's saying, what's best for me. That's why this... Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu rejected Savadhaman Puritya Mame Kam Sharanam Raja Hang Tvang Chaitanya Mahaprabhu rejected. This is external. It's not pure theism. It's the highest teaching of Bhagavad Gita. Srila Bhaktisthan Sarasar Thakur explained that 
just like the father, if he has to say something to his son, that you do something and I'll reward you. It means that it's not a, there's, there's not the basis of love is not there. That you have to always, to, to get them to do something, you have to always say, I'll do something. You do something for me, I'll do something for you. So, pure theism be, begins beyond the platform of thinking that we all have a separate interest, Every living being has their separate interest. And God also has his separate interest. And we, we try and put it all together. And harmonize. Then if we're good, then God will bless us. This is the Protestant ethic. That poverty, that shows you're not good. Because if you're good, then... God will bless. So if you have got lots of money, that shows that God likes you. And if you don't, God doesn't like you. <laughs> Very different from the Bhagavatam version. Tvam akinchana gochara. You're available, you're perceivable to those who have nothing, to nothing in this material world. So uh, this real... Theism begins with the Srimad Bhagavatam. Begins with the teachings of Gita leave off. First of all, praising the Supreme Lord. Krishna has established in the Bhagavad Gita that He is the Supreme. And how He is Supreme, that is summarized in the first verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. From the second verse begins, and by the way, in this scripture there is no cheating religion. There's nothing for your own sense gratification. There's no such thing. Only Vedyam Vastapam, the actual essence of the Vedas. And then the third verse, well, if there's nothing for my self-interest, then what is there? What are, what are we doing here? We've got to read, there's another uh, 17,998 verses to go and nothing for my self-interest. <laughs> then what am I going to read this for? I'll throw it away. Pull out the uh, Kama Sutra Something like, something for me. The third verse says that Pibata Bhagavata Rasamalaya. This is the Bhagavat Ras. This is something, when you get beyond, beyond the platform of self-interest, then we can experience Bhakti Ras, which cannot be perceived, as, cannot be tasted as long as there is separate desire. Bhukti Mukti Spriha Yava Pishachi Hridivartati Tava as long as these separate designs for uh, material enjoyment or liberation, which are like witches, as long as they're there within the heart, then how can the happiness of bhakti be perceived? It's a rhetorical question. The answer is, it can't. Bhakti and personal enjoyment, they're different. What Krishna is indicating at the end of Bhagavad Gita, Savadhaman Parityaja, Mame Kam Sharanamaja. This is the important one, to take full shelter of Krishna. Full shelter actually means that we have no separate interest. And that's what's also meant by Savadhaman Parityaja. So I will do, Krishna says, I will deliver you from all sinful reactions. But even 
a pure devotee, he doesn't even care about that. That's because he doesn't have any separate interest. That's why Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasar Thakura said that in, in response to criticizers of him, that, oh, you're, you're sitting on a big chair and others are praising you, and where's the Trinada Pisuni chain? What happened to that? And they're, they're praising you, and this is not proper for a Vaishnava. He said, but I have to follow the order of my Guru. My Guru told me to preach, become a Guru, deliver this land. So he said, in order to, if in order to follow the order of the Vaishnava Guru, I have to go to hell, I shall do so and I'll sign a contract that I'm ready for this. So the same thing we find in the behavior of Govinda, the servant of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he went with his associates to have darshan of Jagannath in Mongolati. And then after early morning, they all started kirtan. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was absorbed in kirtan. And right from Mongolati, right up to midday, they're having kirtan and dancing and chanting. Everyone's completely exhausted. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is just in ecstasy. So gradually, the Surudamada stops the kirtan. By he steps one, he doesn't want to jerk Chaitanya Mahaprabhu out of his ecstasy. So he stops one by one, he stops them. So gradually the, the sound becomes less and less. And then there's only Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. He, what happened? And he looks around and everyone stops singing. And he said, well, actually it's midday and you have to go and take bath and take prasad. And, oh, okay. So then he came back after taking prasad to Kashi Mishra's house. And then he just opened the door, collapsed in the door, just completely exhausted. So Govinda, he has to come in and massage him. That was his rule. Every day after midday prasad massage for a few minutes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will go to sleep. In the meantime, Govinda will go and take Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's remnants. Pretty good program, huh? First of all, you massage Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's feet and then you take his remnants. So that was his daily program. So Govinda came and saw that he's lying in the door. So his whole body is covering the door. So how can I... I have to... He said, could you just move a little bit aside so I can come in to massage your feet? He said, I can't move. I'm just, I'm just too tired. I can't move. I said, well, then I have to massage you. He said, well, you do whatever you like, but I can't move. So he took the top cloth from his body, put it over Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's body, offered his obeisances and stepped over and then he massaged. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to sleep. And then when he woke up, he found Govinda still in the world. What are you doing? Why you didn't go out to take prasad? He said, well, how could I go out? You're lying in the doorway. He said, well, how did you come in? <laughs> so, in his mind, Govinda said that, for doing service, I can commit any number of offenses and go to hell. But for my own sense gratification... I can't imagine doing any slight offense. So this is quite opposite to the separatist mentality, which is, uh, we see in the behavior of Yudhishthira Maharaj, who's a pure devotee, great devotee, an eternal associate of the Lord, but an apparent instance of separatism, when Krishna told him that you have to say Ashvatthama is dead. And why don't you say? They won't believe me. That's why you have to say. 
If I say it, they won't believe me. But if you say it, they'll believe you. He didn't want to do it. So, because he was thinking, my morality, my name, my reputation will be affected. So, that's a different attitude to that of Govinda, who's ready to go to hell for performing service. So the separatist mentality, what, what can God do for me? It's better than being an atheist, at least there's some belief in God. But it tends towards atheism, just like this mimangsa, karma mimangsa. They believe in God, but God himself is under the laws. He has, you do something good, he has to give you a good reward. He's bound to. So he's just like some kind of cosmic clerk, that's all. He's, he's in charge of the storeroom and someone comes, they, he, he's got the piece of paper, okay, you have to give him, that's all. He's not the boss, actually. So it gives the idea that nature is more powerful than God's also a servant of nature. So it, they say God, but it actually tends towards atheism. So Srimad Bhagavatam gives the actual concept who is Bhagavan? That is Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is explained in in nine cantos. In the tenth chapter, there's simply Ananda, Lila. But that can't be appreciated if one has a separate interest then to Krishna. Then we'll think that Krishna's enjoying just he's uh, enjoying just like I want to enjoy. In Instead of thinking of Krishna, who is, I am to serve in his leela, we'll think that, that uh, Krishna is more successful in enjoying than me. We see him as a competitor enjoying. It's the separatist mentality. So this mode of passion, ignorance, or even in the next verse it will be described in the mode of goodness. If one worships Bhagavan, then it hasn't, properly come to the stage of bhakti. Now, here it's described, a separatist who's in the mode of passion, who's also doing some kind of bhakti. So what does this mean, devotion in the mode of passion? Arjuna, he wanted to leave the battle and be peaceful. He wanted to be in the mode of goodness, and Krishna incited him to fight. Fighting is, for, for fighting then, passion is required. So Krishna was advising him to don't be in the mode of goodness, be in the mode of passion. Is that a fact? No. Arjuna's fighting was not in the mode of passion. That was transcendental. That is just as transcendental as someone doing the puja in the temple. Actually more so. Arjuna's killing on the battlefield is more... If Arjuna went away and said, Krishna, I'm going to worship you in the temple. Krishna wouldn't... He, wasn't, he didn't want that. He wouldn't be very pleased. And Krishna is killing Karna against the rules of Dharma. Yes, this is very pleasing to Krishna. Arjuna didn't want to do it. Krishna told him, do it. Kill him. So, that is transcendental. Apparently breaking the rules of Dharma, apparently being in the mode of passion. But because Krishna wanted it, it's completely transcendental. It's Krishna's killing 
in the battlefield is is millions of times more exalted than Mother Yashoda, not Mother Yashoda, Mother Teresa's <laughs> opening hospitals and saving people's lives. She doesn't have any connection with Krishna. She's actually envious of Krishna. Otherwise, living in Calcutta, so much opportunity to hear about Lord Chaitanya, but she didn't fall in the category of Brahmanda, Brahmite, Kono, Bhagyavanji. She didn't take advantage of that. She thought she was doing something good if she could convert people from worshippers of Lord Chaitanya to worshippers of the the drinking the blood and eating the body of Christ, a cannibal religion. <laughs> Rakshasa religion. You want to eat the body. When do we eat the body of Christ? So what is Paisana? Oh, that devotee is very passionate. He's working very hard. But that working very hard, if it's for Krishna's pleasure, that's not the man, that's not the mode of passion. That is transcendental. Prabhupada gave the example in his own Back to Godhead magazine in the 1940s or what, 1950s or whatever. That people are surprised. I came to, I left my family life. I came to Vrindavan, but I spend more time running up and down to Delhi, going around the markets, asking what's the price of paper and dealing with, with paisa and rupees and collecting money and printing this magazine. So it seems it's not very transcendental. I'm still in the same business consciousness people are criticizing. But Prabhupada explained that this is fully transcendental. More so. He criticized more so than those who are simply sitting in Vrindavan and ringing the bell. It's more, it's more pleasing to Krishna. It's actual bhakti. Sitting in Vrindavan, ringing the bell... Uh, and or going out into Delhi and going around the tea shops selling Back to Godhead magazine, which is such exalted philosophy. The people in the tea shops have no interest. But Prabhupada was doing that. He was fully concerned how to please his spiritual master and push on the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Generally, People think, well, the highest bhakti is you, you sit in Vrindavan and you chant lots of rounds and you do lots of austerities. But Prabhupada emphasized time and again, the highest bhakti is preaching. The highest, this is the highest service. Why is that? It's most pleasing to Krishna. Krishna already has gopis. He doesn't need us to join his gopi leela. He doesn't need it. He likes, though, if we try to help others come to them. But why are you alone for yourself? You're doing smaran, remembering Krishna's pastimes. Why don't you do something to help others come? That will be more pleasing to Krishna. So it's a, it's a revolutionary outlook actually. Prana cheja shehetu pracha. What is that? Vrajabhashigam, Pracharaka Dham. The Vrajabhasis. They are the they are worshipped by the preachers. And those who've got life they preach. <laughs> those who've got the life of the actual those who are real Vrajabhasis, they don't have to sit in Vrindavan all their lives to prove it or to try and I'll just stay here and then I'll become a Rajavasi, but a real Rajavasi doesn't, 
He doesn't become a non-rajvasi by going outside Vrindavan. And just by going to Vrindavan, if one is not in the mood of complete service to Krishna, then he's not a rajvasi. Then he's, then he's like Agha, Putana or Baka, they also enter Vrindavan. But they enter Vrindavan to disturb the Lord because they have a separate desire from the Lord. So if one is entering Vrindavan with separate desire, then that doesn't make you a Vrajvasi. Or even even you're a Vrajvasi, but you're a Vrajvasi of the Agha, Baka, Putana type, not the Nanda, Yashoda type. They're not pleasing to Krishna, Agha, Baka, Putana. So all these things should be understood. So generally... Everything about bhakti is misunderstood because everyone has separate interests. That's why we should hear from the acharyas who have no other interests but Krishna. And what they say sounds very different to what everyone else says about bhakti because they are seeing what Krishna wants and others don't know what Krishna wants. And they presume that if we are happy, then Krishna should be happy. And or even Krishna's not happy, that's not the main consideration anyway. My own happiness is the main consideration. That's why we did the other day I was saying, Mira, we don't accept this. Come come here, Krishna, I'll enjoy with you. I'm always thinking of you, I want to dance with you. And, but Krishna, he doesn't want to dance with anyone but Radha. If others are there, he may dance with them. But, but if Radha is not there, then Krishna is not interested. Radha left the... She, she wanted to, uh, she became upset. Why is Krishna dancing with so many gopis? I'm here. So then she left. And then Krishna also left. So, these things should be understood. Is there any question? Yeah. It depends on the attitude. If the service is transcendental, depends on the attitude. If we, I'm not saying that everyone who appears very passionate, they're completely beyond the modes of nature. The, the nature that we have acquired before coming to bhakti, that will continue at least for some time after coming to bhakti. But the point is, if it's done for Krishna, then it's pleasing to Krishna. One may be very peaceful and calm and very calculating at the same time. One of the biggest thieves who ever came to Iskong was very cool. He never got angry, very calculating. Actually, two of them. Two of them, friends. They were like you know, South Indian Brahmins, very peaceful in their behavior, but quietly they were just looting it off by manipulating the funds and everything. Not small timers, just grabbing a few notes here and there. It was just you know, big time. So they may have appeared to be in the mode of goodness by their behavior, but their attitude was demoniac. <laughs> That story came up the other day. <laughs> I don't know, you'll have to ask him when you see him. <laughs> There's no record as far as I know. 
Did Rupa Goswami appreciate Mirabai? Prabhupada said, but that story can't be true. It was Jiva Goswami who said, the story is that Mira came to meet Jiva Goswami and Jiva Goswami refused to meet her. But Prabhupada said that he would not, because she was a woman, and then she sent back the message, well, everyone in Vrindavan is Prakriti. So then he accepted his defeat on that point and agreed to meet her. That's the folk story. But Prabhupada said that couldn't have been true because he wouldn't have refused to meet her because she was a woman. That's the story. There are so many folk stories and people take it for a fact, but we don't know. There are so many about Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati also that he, when Gorkishaw Das Babaji Maharaj wasn't initiating, he said, and now I'm standing on a bridge, I'm going to jump off and commit suicide. There's no bridge even today over the river there. <laughs> What it is, he, he's quoted from Bhaktivinoda Thakur's song that Karuna Nahoyle Kandiya Kandiya Prana If you don't give me your mercy, then crying and crying, I won't be able to maintain my life. So someone reinterpreted that. He said, No, I'm going to commit suicide. <laughs> Some story used to walk on the street, and if Mayavadi saw him, they'd cross to the other side because he'd catch them and start shouting at them, start shaking them. Why don't? Why are you denying the form of God? There's no such record of any such thing. <laughs> there are so many myths propagated. You heard that one before? How he used to catch the mind That used to be quite common. That one about him threatening to commit suicide. I believe that was printed in BTG about early 1970s. Yeah, you heard. Hmm? You heard it before. Yeah. 